Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. My guest for today's Song of the Soul is Steve Deasy. Steve's got a wealth of musical experience, though he came to songwriting rather later in life. His recent spiritual questing has led to a deepening of his concern for and his commitment to work for peace and justice, a major component of his latest CD, People Once Were Welcome Here. The title song and one other tune on the CD got him some significant recognition at the Kerrville Folk Festival, a major stop on the folk music circuit since 1972. Before his 2010 release, Steve issued two other CDs. In 2005, it was Courage, and in 2009, he accompanied his mother in putting out Amid the Toys, a children's-oriented CD. You can check out samples from all of the albums on his website, stevedeasy.com, and Deasy is easy, preceded by a D. He joins us from Michigan. Steve, it's great to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be here. The new CD that just came out, it was some years in the Genesis, right? It was and it wasn't. I mean, I released a CD in 2005 which basically was my first CD. And that CD is like everybody's first CD. It's a collection of everything from your life all the way up until that point. But this new CD, I would say, is more of a catalog of my walk of the last three years. I would say writing the songs was three years in the making, but the recording I did in a brief flurry in the month of May of this year. 
Let's recap some of your musical history, because you just mentioned to me earlier that back in the 70s sometime, you were on stage with Josh White Jr., a pretty well-known nationally person. I was expecting then that you'd say you have 10 other CDs that are out there that you've produced in the past 30, 40 years. Where are those other CDs? Uh, They're probably out in the ether somewhere, and they were lost in other interests. I was a very musical kid. I played classical piano since I was about seven years old. When I was 12, I made a deal with my dad to work as a counselor at a summer camp, but the deal was he had to give me my summer salary up front so I could buy a guitar and teach myself to play over that summer because they didn't have a piano at the camp. I became fairly proficient at both instruments, played in a lot of bands, jazz, rock, funk, fusion, classical piano, sung tenor in choirs. I mean, anything musical, I was there. And then as I got older, my other interest was in all things technical. I needed to know how things worked. I needed to know how a car ran. I needed to know what made a TV work. And so my other pull was engineering. Got into engineering school at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that kind of captured my imagination in my mind for a while. I've done a lot of fun things with that. I've worked on high-performance automobiles. I had a system that went on the space shuttle and various other things that my inventing and engineering have done. It was about 1998 that I was doing high-altitude testing on cars in Durango, Colorado, that I saw this flyer advertising a songwriting workshop with Jimmy Webb, who was a songwriter I admired. It just reminded me, oh, yeah, I always wanted to write songs, and I always believed I had that within me. So I went back to Durango a a month later, and I went to the songwriting workshop, and I've been on that path and writing songs and playing ever since. When you talk about playing jazz and rock and fusion funk, classical piano, are you talking about performing them as well? Were you with other bands? I was, yes. I played in uh, folk trios. I played in rock bands, played in jazz bands, played keyboard, played bass, played guitar, both electric and acoustic guitar. And in most of the bands I've been in since I was 15 or 16 years old, I've always either sung harmony backup vocals or lead vocals. Well, let's give our listeners a sample of some of your music. What do you want to start out your Song of the Soul with? Well, as I may have told you before, Mark, I had a song that was recognized very recently by the Kerrville Music Festival Public Domain Foundation Music to Life competition which highlights songs for social change. This year they recognized my song, People Once Were Welcome Here, which gave me the opportunity to go to uh, Kerrville, which is, for a songwriter, it's a thrill to be at Kerrville. It's not only a wonderful, prestigious folk festival that's that's very well-known and very well-respected, but the people that you meet and what goes on at the campfires and just all of the other songwriters, when you arrive there, they hug you and say, hey, welcome home. even though they know it's your first time there. It's that kind of a place, and it's it's a, just a wonderful place for songwriters. You told me something about the people who were serving there as judges and MC and so on. Could you list off those names? Because I think that people might be duly impressed if they hear the list of the people involved with this. Well, this year, for the Music to Life contest, and I apologize to anybody I miss if I don't remember them all, But the list of judges included Tom Paxton, Buffy St. Marie, Peter Yarrow, Kathy Matea, Judy Collins, Josh White Jr., Paul Winter, Amy Carroll Webb, 
and a young hip-hop artist by the name of Baby J. Not everyone there that I knew, but most of them I do. I identify them mainly as folk musicians or on the folk edge of stuff. Is it specifically a folk music festival? In the past, it has been specifically, uh, but you do hear world music and other types of music at the festival. The Music to Life contest, though, has been trying to broaden its reach to other types of music and other genres, which is why Paul Winter was included, who's more of a jazz, new age kind of artist than a folk artist, and Baby J, who sort of represents the young rap, hip-hop kind of influence. And as more types of music get used and picked up for various social causes and in, in service of social causes, that contest is going to naturally broaden its scope to include those genres. So the song you want to share for Song of the Soul, which one is it? It's called People Once Were Welcome Here. I wrote the song because I was at Folk Alliance last year and I met another folk singer by the name of Sai Khan, who was working with an organization trying to get for-profit prisons closed in the United States. They were looking for artists that would write songs about particularly the criminalization and militarization against immigrants that's going on in this country right now. I went out to the website and I saw this video that was on the website. And in the video, it was describing a for-profit prison by the name of Hutto, which is about an hour outside of Austin, Texas. In that prison, they detain entire families until they can deport them. There was an image in that video that really struck me. There was a four-year-old boy that just looked up at his mother and said, why doesn't God tell them that we're not bad people? It weighed on my heart for about two months, and I found myself unable to write anything else until I wrote that song. The song is People Once Were Welcome Here. It's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Steve Deasy. good people of France once so admired us Gave us a gift that we call Lady Liberty Emma Lazarus wrote a poem that so inspired us We hung it on the wall for all the world to see Because it wasn't long ago that in this great land the oppressed and poor were welcome at our door They came with their hopes and dreams and by the millions The wretched refuse of your teeming shore We used to say, give me your tired, your poor But you don't hear that kind of talk no more Treat our immigrants like criminals And fill their hearts with fear But people once were welcome here We speak out about oppression in other countries We're so happy that the Berlin Wall came down while we build a wall across our southern border I guess we're just not all that down with brown 
So give me your white, your well-heeled, and your wealthy. And folks that have the skill sets that we need. Keep the rest to be a source of cheap offshore labor. That's the best way you can serve the land of the free. We used to say, give me your tired, your poor. But you don't hear that kind of talk no more. We treat our immigrants like criminals and fill their hearts with fear. But people once were welcome here. Now many folks around the world despise us Even the French who gave us Lady Liberty Nowadays you'd hardly recognize us As we round up 12 million future deportees Ah, but we believe in truth in advertising time to take Emma's poem down from the wall And maybe find the lady a new home where They still believe in peace and liberty for all We used to say, give me your tired, your poor But you don't hear that kind of talk no more Treat our immigrants like criminals And fill their hearts with fear But people once were welcome here People once were welcome here That was Steve Deasy and his song, People Once Were Welcome Here. That is the name of his new CD, released just these past couple months. What kind of response did you get to that song? Is that the one that propelled you to the top of the charts at Caraville? <laughs> well, you know, this is folk music. There are no charts. But there was quite a few people that stood up at the end of that song, and that was quite gratifying. That was one of the top ten in the contest. And I was told by Noel Stuckey that the competition was quite fierce this year, and there were the most entries that they'd had. There were somewhere between three and 400 entries, many genres, many excellent, excellent songs. I just feel very honored that they honored me with a top 10 recognition. And Steve, you live up there in Michigan. You're living somewhere in the area where I think all the businesses are collapsing, the Rust Belt. Are immigrants coming in where you live, too? Yes, of course. Michigan has quite a large fruit growing industry here that depends on migrant workers to pick our fruit and work in our meatpacking plants and, and do various things that are quite necessary and for our country, for our economy. There's a, a very sizable Hispanic population here, and Michigan competes with other states for those workers, particularly Texas and Louisiana and many other states that depend on the migrant workers to do the work. And what's the feeling there about immigrants? I mean, down in Arizona, evidently, they're very concerned about the illegal immigrants coming into the country. Is this a pleasant welcoming feeling, or is it heavily contested because, you know, they're taking our jobs kind of thing? I think there's a lot of feeling 
everywhere that they're taking our jobs. I think if you look across the country, probably a very high percentage of people think that. There's media pundits that espouse that, and so it's not that unusual that people would think that. I don't think it happens to be true. One of the things the United Farm Workers is doing right now is they have a website called TakeOurJobs.org where they want people that laid off workers to actually join the United Farm Workers Union and come out and work in the fields and pick. And so far they've had about three takers. But I don't really believe the party line that these immigrant workers are taking the job. I think they're bearing the brunt of the pain that everybody's feeling because they've become a, a scapegoat for it. Well, that's sad news to hear that it is working that way. It's not that I've been unaware of it, but I'm sad to hear that it's also happening perhaps over by you in Michigan as opposed to in Arizona where they're making such news about it. Well, what other kind of recognition have you been getting with your music? Well, I, and <laughs> I was recognized recently, one of the other songs on the CD, by labornotes.org, a union website, has recognized my song, I'm Working for Walmart. I didn't write that song as a union song per se. I was writing it just thinking about all of this intense pressure to globalize and send jobs overseas and the intense pressure to try and get the cost down on things. And that's causing um, all this displacement of workers and exporting of jobs and various things that happen to go along with that. I don't see it as unrelated to the immigrant issue either in that we've entered into a world where money can cross borders pretty freely, but people can't. It's not a coincidence. I think they're very much related. I think it's by design. Anyway, it wasn't my intention to really write a union song when I wrote that song, but when I thought about what was going on, I thought, well, just look in my own backyard. You know, all of the United Auto Workers are losing their jobs and they're having to take lower paying jobs in the service sector. And then at the same time, you know, here's Walmart. I mean, they kind of symbolize sending all of the production aspects overseas. And they've also become the world's largest employer in the history of the world. The song is I'm Working for Walmart. Steve Deasy here today for Song of the Soul.
mark Buy our junk if you please It's the best you can get that's made by children overseas They control the selection But they don't lose any sleep It ain't made to perfection But you can get it real cheap Just a discount store Beat the hell out of Kmart And then it wanted more Started selling groceries To be your sole supply Electronics, computers They're going after Best Buy Just the biggest company in the history of the world We kept feeding the monster And it grew and it grew Now I'm working for Walmart Soon you'll be working there too Jobs. They've all been outsourced No more domestic suppliers No more mom and pop stores Goodbye to farmers markets And local hardware too Don't look over your shoulder Walmarts are coming for you for Walmart. Fortunately, I am not one of the people who has to work there. Your line in there, Steve, about they only pay enough so you have to shop there, it seems to me kind of like the policy of the railroads in the good old days where you'd get indentured to the company store and you'd have to be buying your things there. I guess what goes around comes around. It's part of our history coming back at us. That's true. These days, the company store looks a lot like the banks and the usury rates they charge people, particularly people that don't have enough means to have a good enough credit rating to get the preferred rates that, you know, so it becomes the modern version of the company store probably looks a lot like the banks. Well, Steve, the place I first heard you was just a couple months ago at a gathering called the Friends General Conference Gathering. Heard you perform there, hadn't run into you before, I guess because you haven't put out those dozen CDs over the past 30 years. But one of the songs that you performed there that I really like is called Let Me Make Peace. How did this song come about? That song came about because at a gathering in Wisconsin, and I want to say it was 2007, 
a bunch of songwriters got together and just decided to have a time and share. And I met this fellow, Lester Dore. He had been starting to write songs and he was wanting to find somebody to collaborate with. And he, he's just sort of very prolific, getting a lot of lyrics and a lot of really good song ideas. And I didn't think much about it at the time. But then on the way home from that gathering... I went to a meeting in Madison, and in that meeting, various people were sharing at different times in the meeting. And then all of a sudden, this guy gets up and starts singing everything that everybody had shared in meeting and tying it all together. <laughs> and I looked up, and there's Lester. <laughs> and that's when it occurred to me, you know, it's like, hey, <laughs> Steve, why don't you ask Lester to, to send you a few things, and why don't you start a collaboration with him? And so that's how the collaboration started. And the first thing we collaborated on was that song, Let Me Make Peace. Are you a peace activist? Have you been a peace activist? Is this part of your upbringing and current? It was part of my upbringing, and it was something that I, I, I felt like I had gotten away from. In a way, it's like returning to your true self. Because I remember being a young man and being very, very much appalled and opposed to the war in Vietnam and you know, I can't think of a war that has made any sense to me. But I, I didn't spend a lot of time becoming very active in peace activism, and that started changing five years ago. What led to the change? What brought about that change in you? Finding a home at friends meeting and connecting with the testimonies of peace, equality, simplicity, and starting to see them as more related. You know, I, I, I could put it this way. I spent a lot of time... You know, my friend Michael Smith has the song, you know, zippity zip, you get the jobs and money, zip, you have the kids, you know, zip, you're in the coffin, so it's zipping up the lids. Life's a little like that. You disconnect. And I think a, a lot of things in the media and a lot of things in life help you disconnect from the world. So you don't really see the way the things that you buy and the decisions that you make can lead to war. And And so I started to really attend meeting and learning about the work of the American Friends Service Committee and learning about the testimonies of peace, simplicity, and equality and came to a place where I don't really want my hands and brains or the things that I buy or the things that I do or the things that I inherit, the privilege that I inherit. I think I was even perhaps unaware that I inherited privilege. And so I started to want to work harder for peace eliminate the causes of war, and care more about the world around us. I'm not afraid of dying Of old age or disease Or in some tragic accident I could not foresee I'm not afraid that death might mean my life would be cut short But I am afraid of dying with hatred in my heart So let me make peace all that I've come to resent And remember that everyone I meet is heaven sent Hates the poison that we drink when we sit down at anger's feast 
Let me get up from that table Let me make peace I'm not afraid of dying In a mighty on this earth has been made plain I'm not afraid that I'll outlive my family and all my friends But I am afraid of dying before I make amends So let me I've come to resent And remember that everyone I meet is heaven sent Hates the poison that we drink But we sit down at anger's feast Let me get up from that table Let me make peace Afraid of dying before all the world's at peace. Though my anger ran injustice, will always need release. Let me speak truth to power with courage and with grace. Let Me Make Peace. It's by Steve Deasy, who's with us here today for Song of the Soul. This is Song of the Soul, and I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. Go there and find all of our recordings for the past five years. You'll find links to our guests, and you'll have an opportunity to post comments. We really appreciate your feedback and your support in many different ways. We are speaking with Steve Deasy. He's over in Michigan, and his latest CD was People Once Were Welcome Here, one of the top ten finalists at the Kerrville Music to Life Festival. We just heard Let Me Make Peace. I heard very clearly in that song, Steve, the plea for personal responsibility, the sense that you could even let your life go as long as you didn't do the bad thing, that you didn't hurt someone else, that you'd made amends, that you'd clean things up that way. 
I think that pretty naturally segues into another song that you have on your recent CD. In fact, in introducing the last song, I heard some of the words that are in this other song where you talk about looking at our own lives, finding if we're feeding the worm machine with our way of life. That's where you're headed, right, Steve? That's right. The next song I want to share is a song I wrote about a, a fellow by the name of John Woolman, who was a 18th century journalist and essayist who talked and wrote a lot about the causes of war and slavery and connecting the things that you used and the things that you purchase and how you live with exploiting other people. And I carried his essay, Plea for the Poor, around in my notebook for two years, wanting to make a song out of it. And the song that I wrote was John Woolman, May We Look Upon Our Treasures. John Woolman was a Quaker writer, a humble clerk and tailor. People asked him to write up documents. They came from miles around till he was asked to write a will that treated people like they were things. He knew inside that keeping slaves was wrong He could not write that part down He wrote, may we look upon our treasures The furniture of our houses And try whether these things Sow the seeds of war Clothes that we wear, our big homes and great estates. All the things we have can cause oppression, slavery, and war. Woman would not eat with fine silverware, he wore clothes plain and white. Slave labor mined the silver And made the color dyes He gave up his thriving business To write essays and spread the word He traveled far and wide So all could hear his cries Look upon all our treasures, the furniture of our houses, and try whether these things sow the seeds of war. The clothes that we wear, our big homes and great estates, all the things we have. Can cause oppression, slavery, and war. Wealth is attended with power, it proceeds for its own sake against the common good at the expense of humankind. It carries on a 
cloaked in worldly law and order. And with these words, I think I know what woman had in mind. That we look upon our treasures, the furniture of our houses, and try whether these things. that we wear our big homes and great estates all the things we have can cause oppression slavery and war may we look upon our treasures try not to sow the seeds of the song John Woolman, May We Look Upon Our Treasures, and the songs by Steve Deasy. Steve, you took an awful lot of John Woolman's words there verbatim from his writings. Did you just go right ahead and use this to memorize all of his writings, or is this something that you really just carry around with you in your pocket and read for at lunch breaks or whatever? No, I, I would say that. I think that particular essay is just so packed with things that I said and things that I didn't say in the song, but that are still very important, that the task of writing that song became taking out of that and choosing what it was I was going to share from it and paraphrasing it in a way in language that might fit better in a, in a modern folk song. But I think the key ideas that I wanted to take from it, I did. I think that that's the difficulty in writing a, a song <laughs> on a very, very heady essay, like Woolman wrote, as what do you want to focus on, and what do you leave out, and what do you leave in? It made me think very differently about the causes of war. The Woolman piece really made me think about the real reasons for wars and the justifications or noble reasons that the people that wage the wars give to justify the war. The amazing part is that we each are adding to this by the decisions we make each day, which is, of course, what John Woolman was trying to get at, that when we choose to buy something that is using slave labor to produce it, or the equivalent of slave labor, that we're supporting a system, we're making that system possible. If none of us bought it, it wouldn't happen as an option. But I don't really want to get into a political discussion. What I am curious about, though, is your background. You said maybe five or so years ago you started attending Quaker meeting. What were you raised religiously? You, you did have some kind of a social awareness growing up. What kind of religious or spiritual background did you have at that time? Well, I come from a very large Irish Catholic family. So uh, music was very much in my family, as well as Catholic guilt and everything else that goes along with being a third or fourth generation Irish immigrant family. So did you practice as a Catholic for quite a while? Is that somehow foundational for you or continuing to influence you? I practiced as a Catholic for a while and left it at a pretty early age, certainly by my 20s. In the Catholic Church, I mean, the 
There's the best and worst of all worlds. You have very committed peace activist groups within the Catholic Church, and they're visible in the Detroit area. And then yet you also have a Catholic bishop who's on the, um, the board of the School of the Americas. My Catholic faith was important to me at a time. What drew me away from it ultimately was not being able to reconcile the concept of just wars. I guess the best way to put it is I think the peace churches have it right. Well, I'm on the same page with you there. But let's go on to some more of your music. We're not going to share any of the music today from your 2005 CD, Courage. Unfortunately, we're also not going to share any of it from your 2009 CD, Amid the Toys, which I understand you did as a kind of a kid's album. You did that with your mother. So did you get your musicality from your mother? I get my musicality from my mother's side of the family. My mother's side, dating all the way back to County Mayo, is just full of musicians, some of them very great musicians. I have a cousin, Matt Malloy, who plays flute for the Chieftains. Well, that's some pretty high recommendation right there in the family. So the next song that you want to share for your Song of the Soul, would you like to introduce it? Sure. The next song is another song I wrote with Lester Doré, and that song... It's really Lester's words. You probably have to talk to Lester about what it means to me, but when I'm going to collaborate with somebody in a song, I have to believe what the song says or I, I can't do it. For me, it kind of sums up what we were talking about with the Catholic kind of party line versus the faith and moral teachings of Jesus. What I think, I think Jesus was an insurrectionist and a troublemaker, and I think that's why they killed him. I think a lot of things were invented three or four hundred years later to please people that were in power at the time. And I think people like Constantine that really wanted to use the church to justify what the state was doing or to keep people down. You know, you can keep the peasants sort of pretending there's this better life and the, the next life. And, you know, I think that maybe Jesus the rebel really meant kingdom of heaven on earth now. It's really about justice now. What I like about Lester's words is that he kind of gets these points in that resonate with me, but he doesn't do it in a way that sort of suggests that what anybody believes is not correct or that there's one correct answer. It's more of like, I don't know about all of that, but the part about sticking up for the poor, the part about sticking up for the outcast, the part about sticking up for the whore, part about speaking against imperial power, the part about speaking against the rich really resonates with me. That's why the Easter song is on my album. Some say Jesus was the Son of God. He said he was the Son of Man. Some say Jesus was a rebel. That's something I can understand Let every day be Easter Roll away the stone That blocks your heart from seeing the light That dwells in everyone Cause he spoke up for the children And he spoke up for the poor Spoke up for the outcast 
and he spoke up for the whore. He spoke against imperial power. He spoke against the dogs of war. He spoke against the love of money. These things are what they killed him for. That every day be Easter. The stone that blocks your heart from seeing the light that dwells in everyone. That blocks your heart from seeing the light that dwells in everyone. Some say he died and rose again after three days in a tomb. Then ascended into heaven to take his place in the throne room. They say this happened long ago, and I don't know how much is true. But I know when I wake each morning. Cause he taught me that salvation Could not come out of what I say But I could find peace and meaning In the acts of love I do each day Let every day be Easter Roll away the stone That blocks your heart from seeing the light Dwells in everyone that blocks your heart from seeing the light that dwells in everyone. Let every day be Easter, roll away the stone that blocks your heart from seeing the light that dwells in everyone. That blocks your heart from seeing the light that dwells in everyone. That blocks your heart. Easter song. The music is by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Steve Deasy, and the words are by Lester Dore of Madison, Wisconsin. I definitely, like you, I think, Steve, come down on the side where it's important to follow Jesus as opposed to just say his name. Jesus himself said, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, but those who do the will of my Father in heaven. And that's the side I come down on. I think we've got time for one more song. You want to introduce your final song for your Song of Soul, Steve? I met Chuck Cannon in Asheville, North Carolina. We were sitting, having coffee, playing with different tunings. And as I was putting together this CD, a theme for the CD was developing. And then I suddenly saw his song, Whiskey Drinking Preacher, fitting in with that theme. In that song, I think they are asking you to identify and to not judge people that are down and out. Maybe life hasn't dealt them the right set of cards. And I think that's happened to more and more people in the last few years, people that never thought that they would be in in these kinds of positions. And I really like this song. I like what it says. I like the imagery that Chuck and Alan used when they wrote that song. 
you can picture this group of people sitting under this train trestle, and you can picture the preacher, and you can picture this congregation. And for me, whiskey drinking preacher is, it just makes me think about people and what they might be going through. And, you know, every sinner's got a future and every saint's got a past. The song is Whiskey Drinking Preacher. There's a whiskey drinking preacher Underneath the old train trestle Polishing a spoon he found With the tail of a Sunday shirt And just like Jesus He talks in parables And with a trembling crooked finger He draws pictures in the dirt Pictures in the dirt Sitting on some old blue milk crates Is a smelly congregation And when life dealt out their cards Hard luck come up in spades The preacher said I got good news The good Lord loves me and you Amen, said the hooker And the hollow-eyed boy with AIDS The hollow-eyed boy with AIDS then the preacher prayed a prayer and served communion Shared some wine and day-old bread out of his grocery card Laid a worn-out Gideon Bible on an oil drum pulpit Then he preached this sermon we all knew by heart Every sinner's got a future and every saint's got a past And everybody's got a someday When the first shall be the last So don't let the devil tell you That the die's already cast Every sinner's got a future And every saint's got a past Hallelujah now we'd all hit rock bottom But we all found redemption When the good Lord shined his light On this unlikely holy place And the sun burst out from behind a cloud And it should not go unmentioned That the downtown church pipe organ Started playing amazing grace Amazing grace when the whiskey-drinking preacher served communion Shared some wine and day-old bread out of his grocery cart Laid a worn-out Gideon Bible on an oil drum pulpit and Then he spoke these words that cut right to the heart Every sinner's got a future and every saint's got a past Everybody's got a someday When the first shall be the last So don't let the devil tell you That the die's already cast Every sinner's got a future And every saint's got a past There's a whiskey-drinking preacher Underneath the old train trestle
polishing a spoon he found with the tail of a Sunday shirt. That was Whiskey Drinking Preacher, performed here by Steve Deasy, although it's originally written, I understand, by Chuck Cannon and Ellen Shamlin. I guess you get to expose to a lot of these kind of wonderful songs, don't you, Steve, out there in Caraville Folk Festival and other places? I have to tell you that since I've been on this path of songwriting, I've met so many wonderful songwriters and heard so many wonderful songs. I almost forgot that the reason why I started writing songs in the first place was because I wasn't finding anything that I liked out there that I wanted to hear. What I found when I started to go down the songwriting path and perform in coffee houses and gatherings is that there's this whole world of great, great musicians, songwriters, poets that you don't ever hear. And there's a big music industry out there that doesn't want you to hear any of those people either. To me, that's where the real art is. Well, I'm glad that you've added your name into the repertoire there. And I'm sure as things go along, more and more of your songs will be climbing into that top ten of folk musicians, which I know still leaves them down there. But maybe one day some of this fine music that you're speaking of and that you're sharing yourself will get the recognition which I believe it deserves. It's wonderful to get to know your music, Steve, and I really appreciate you taking the time with us today for Song of the Soul. Thanks so much. Thank you, Mark. It was great to be here. And just a reminder to everyone who's listening, Steve's website is stevedeasy.com, and if you have spelling challenges, that's Steve D. Easy stevedeasy.com. Of course, you can find him via my site, northernspiritradio.org. And on there, you can find out about his new CD, and you can hear all the music from his previous CDs. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul